Well, I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I'm so grateful for the chance to get to know you this week, and uh, it's been fun to be in the dining hall and sit with some of you and hear stories of families and life, and it has been a gift to me, and I know I've got to share some things, but it's really been a gift to hear your stories, and uh, I am grateful. Also, these friends that are leading with you, these KCs, which I'm not sure exactly what that stands for, which is fine. It might be you know, Kansas City or something. I don't know what it stands for, but, <laughs> but they're just great. And uh, I just got to share with them downstairs. And I tell you, that is a, that is a fired up bunch of very, very strong and willing leaders. And they're, you're in, your kids are in great hands. So we are grateful for those guys and just grateful for this entire weekend. Thank you very much. And so um, it's uh, interesting as we process and many things and that even that song we sang, great selection on that was just, uh, you know, that we come to the altar and uh, Jesus is, is not only has he, you know, paid the price and the precious blood of Jesus Christ that has given us forgiveness of sins, but also that he then went and resurrected and he came alive and he, uh, by his Holy Spirit, uh, has the ability to move into our neighborhood, move into our hearts, move into our souls, coming right alongside us by this great and amazing grace that he's given us. And so it's really kind of fun to think about that. And in the process of this week and this weekend, we've uh, talked a lot about voices, and the voices are very fascinating to consider. Um, and, and it's interesting if you, if you unpack it, and many of us, I think someone even prayed, it's like, Lord, you know, what's the journey here? What's the next steps in life? What, what do we do? Going away from this weekend, I was even challenged in the KCs, it's like, what are you calling us to? And uh, I've been enjoying a book called Finding Your Second Mountain, and it's a book about, you know, the first mountain is uh, performance, success, achievement. That's the first mountain of finding this successful first mountain, and that's kind of context of culture. And, you know, he'd said, roll off the first mountain and then start climbing the second and the second is where you're finding what's called your vocation. And the word vocation is very unique. And it's actually in Latin, uh, the word voci, vocation, is finding your voice. Finding your voice. And we've been looking at voices and how are you going to find significance in finding something in our culture, we, in, in this book, he says this, we are extreme individualists. It's, we have replaced the Trinity, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with me, myself, and I. And we've got that kind of flipped upside down, I think. And so in the process of finding our voice or finding our vocation, no matter what it might be, it might be our current platform of our professional life, or mom at home, or what have you, which is an awesome vocation, by the way, it is, how do we flip it upside down and hear the voice from heaven, hear the voice from God? Um, when I was uh, younger, a little bit, um, I had this group of the craziest kids I've ever been around in my life, and it was in a certain community that I was doing ministry in, and these high school kids, and it was kind of funny, because they they thought, they, they actually acted like they had this gang, which is really unique. And they, they, they literally thought they were gangsters, kind of. And, uh, and so they would go, like, to other communities and, like, rumble. And they would just 
get, you know, and they would just get pummeled. I mean, just, it was just the craziest bunch of kids. And they were involved with all kinds of just wild stuff. And it was the wildest bunch of kids I've ever been around. And so every Friday, we would have this Bible study with these crazy kids. And it was really amazing. But they would all come, about 10 of them, every Friday morning. And, you know, they would kick about what they were doing and talk about, we call it happies and crappies, and they'd talk about their happy moments and their crappy moments of the week, and they were sharing their lives. It was actually pretty cool. And then I would, you know, just like I do here, it's like, just, okay, guys, we're going to look at this guy named Jesus. Maybe he might, you know, have some things to say about your life. And they're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, Pierce, okay, here we go. You know, and, uh, and so, but I, I was there, and it was at this certain restaurant all the time, and I did notice this person that was this human, this image bearer, that was always cruising around. He was a bus person, and he would come around. And I started noticing that when I would crack the scriptures with these kids, he would park right behind me with his bus thing, and he would pretend to be like scraping dishes. But he would sit there and listen to the entire Bible study. You know, and I just kind of noticed this, and, and I kind of, you know, I'm very relational, and I try to meet everybody under the sun, you know, I'm like, and so, and so I kept trying to, you know, engage this person, and he wouldn't. He would never say anything. He was just, he'd just like, and just walk off, you know? And, and this was, and I'm talking years with these kids at the same place, and I noticed this for years, and he would never say a thing to me. And, uh, and I would get there early. And so at a certain time in this season, I was struggling with my vocation, to be honest with you. I'm like, Lord, I'm X years old. I have bunch of kids. I'm chasing these crazy kids, and I have my own to think about, you know. It's like, and I was having a bit of a crisis in my own vocation. I'm like, really? Oh, you're kidding me. No way. I can't. There's just, I got to do something. I got to go into business, get my MBA, do something, you know. And, uh, and so I was really having a crisis of vocation at that time. And uh, so the story goes on, and, the, and I would sit there and, in the morning, and then these kids would come. We'd have this Bible study, and uh, the one morning, I just remember, I was just crying in my coffee, just going, Lord, really? Really? These crazy kids are driving me crazy. I can't do it. I'm giving my life to these kids. It's just, you know. And uh, I heard this voice right behind me. Brr. Bread. I mean, as far as I could tell, this is the Lord. <laughs> and I heard it again. Bread. And I'm like, wow, this is it. <laughs> and so I turned around, and here's the bus person. This image bearer. And apparently with all kinds of abilities, I would say. And some needs, probably. And I turned. And it was this person. And he began to speak. And I'm like, whatever comes out of this human next is the word from God. 
And I'm not kidding. And he goes, I, I, I think what, what you're doing with these young people is awesome. And I was like, and he has a name tag, and I realized it's like, I'll change his name actually, John. John. What? And he says, yes, what you're doing with these young people is incredible. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm like, John, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, you have no idea. You have no idea. And, and uh, you know, these friends are special messengers. These friends are special people that will have the word of God for us. And uh, from that time, we, we actually, and I got to know this person quite well, and we would go do stuff together, and he became kind of my sidekick and some things, and, uh, and it, was, it was just an amazing relationship. I still see him every once in a while, and, uh, and we started this uh, mission ministry with uh, kids with special needs. You know, in Young Life, we're like every kid everywhere for eternity, and so we have these, you know, this whole mission to folks like, like John. Uh, that, that we do, and it's uh, and we kind of launched from that time was because of this experience I had with this person, and uh, and so how is it that we find our voice? And I think we have to have our eyes wide open, and our hearts wide open. That what is God calling us to? What is our vocation that He's calling us to? And uh, maybe you'll have experiences like Bill. It might not be that, you know, sudden. There might be not the burning bush. Okay, Lord. Where's the burning bush? We're always looking for how do we find out God's will? How do we know what to do? What's our next step? You know, it might be, as was prayed, I think, very well, it might be the still, quiet voice that's just urging us to consider, think about this step. And the Psalms are full of directions like, thy word is the light unto my path, and that God would be the light unto your path. And, uh, and so Jesus is calling us. And I want to look at one story just briefly about uh, Jesus calling uh, one of our, my favorite characters, Peter, in this awesome story. And it goes like this, and it's, uh, I think we have this um, up here. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds, and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray, and evening came, and he was there alone. Jesus was amazing. I call him the hyperactive contemplative, because he was hyper, because he would go everywhere and just, you know, thousands of people. But he was also very contemplative, because he really liked to be alone. And as was prayed very well, was we do need times of silence. We do need times of hearing the still, quiet voice. And Jesus was very aware of that. And the boat was a long way away from land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. So the disciples had taken off across the lake, just like this. Actually, it's pretty cool. You know, and he's up here on this hill, and he looks out and sees them. And then in the fourth watch of the night, and that's like fourth watch. I mean, I think at 4 a.m. maybe is um, way early. Wait, this is at night. And he sees them on the seas. And uh, he came walking on the sea to them. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost! 
And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And I don't know about you, but you're on some boat here on this lake, and you see somebody walking toward you, and they're not on a slalom ski. You're like, whoa. And I think that would be kind of a moment there. It'd be like, whoa. And he said, and Jesus said immediately, just like to all of us, take heart, do not be afraid. And then Peter and I could just imagine the disciples in the boat and they're, they're hunkered down, terrified, shaking, you know. And then Peter turns to his comrades and goes, watch this, check this out. And, uh, you know, Peter, the verbose, you know, commanding guy that he is, he goes, Lord, if that's you, command me to come to you on the water. And I bet he turned to his disciples and went, and the disciples were like, yeah, Peter, high five, yeah, that, you really told that ghost, you told him. And, uh, and so it's like, but if, if that's really you, tell me to come out with you, if it's really you. And Jesus said, you stupid disciple, what are you thinking? You can't walk on the water. Nope, didn't say that. Jesus doesn't come full of shame and blame. Jesus didn't come to us and says, psh, 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 get your stuff together. Uh -uh. He accepts us how we are with all of our stuff. And he says, come on out. Come on out. And so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And We'll go from here, and there'll be winds and waves. Peter walking on the water right toward Jesus, and all of a sudden he's... And he takes his eyes off Jesus, and he looks at the storms and looks at the things going on in his life and in his world, and he begins to sink. And all of us would have that emotion probably leaving today as someone's prayed along the way home. We pray the kids will be okay, you know. There'll be some storms. There'll be some things that hit. Uh, up here on the mountaintop at family camp, it's awesome. We hit right into the earth and there'll be storms. There'll be challenges. And it might be a sinking feeling. It might be causing us to sink. And... But Jesus cried out, I mean, Peter cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took a hold of him, and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And I just love this picture. I love this picture that Peter just says, save me. Please help me. And I think there is a picture of it, actually, maybe. Did we already see it? <laughs> It's coming back. Oh, there it is. Okay. And this is Jesus saying, come on out. Come on out. And Peter's going. But imagine Peter on the water, and he just reaches out in the waves and grabs him and pulls him up and holds him and holds him and says, I got you. I got you, man. 
the Bible says we are saved by grace through faith. This is not of ourselves, but a gift of God. And this is the grace that Jesus is giving Peter right now. And he says, I am right here with you. I am going to go with you. I am taking you from here. And then they got into the boat. The wind ceased. And in the boat, worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. And that is the invitation in the context of finding our vocation, finding our voice. And no matter where we are in life, no matter what's going on, I believe Jesus is coming alongside each of us, each of our boats, and And a huge challenge, come on out, come on out. Find your true voice, find your vocation, find the reason and the purpose of why you were put on this earth. And it wasn't just for yourself, but it was for the flow and the service in the kingdom of God. And it's so amazing to figure out how do we find that vocation? How do we find that voice? And I think we might have this, I hope. A video, do we have that? Okay, this is a video, and this will be kind of our conclusionary time, but this is a video that was uh, filmed, and maybe some of you have seen this, and it's, kind of, it's actually the YouTube of it was kind of gritty. It's, it's okay, but I want you to watch this story of... A man and his son in an experience at a sporting event. But I want you to watch this story, and I want you to check this out and see. And, uh, and just put yourself in this story. And this, I think, is Jesus coming alongside our boat in the most significant and radical and amazing ways. And Joe, do we have that? Yes? Is that a maybe? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, thank you.
Yeah, I can't watch that without. Just, uh, how about that? It's a picture of God the Father and Jesus coming alongside us in our boats. And it's a picture of an invitation. Yeah, life is tough. Life is challenging. It's not always family camp where we're at back home. And uh, he comes alongside of us. And by his grace, we are saved by grace through faith. This is not of ourselves. And comes alongside of us and says, oh, I stand at the door. I knock. Open the door. Let me come in with you to sup with you, to be with you, to enjoy life with you. As we said in the beginning, I have come to give you life and give it to the full. I will be with you. I will always be with you. And by his grace, he makes his presence in our lives. And my encouragement to us as we venture home is let us find our voice. Let us trust in God that he has us. He picks us up out of the storms and out of this water and he picks us up and he holds us and he whispers to us, I love you. You are beloved. You are an image bearer, an image maker. And I want to show you what the kingdom of heaven and that he invites us and we have the privilege and the honor to find our voice so that we can put ourselves off to the side and that we could take our eyes off me, myself, and I and begin this grace journey, and one last thought is, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, it's impossible to love your neighbor unless you figure out how to love yourself. And Jesus comes by each one of us by grace and says, you are beloved, I love you, be loved so that you can love and love very well. And so this is the encouragement. I'm going to say a word of prayer, and uh, Peter's going to instruct us on what is next, I believe. Is that okay? Okay. And, uh, and let's just pray. And let's all stand and maybe hold a hand next to you. And uh, let me offer uh, in the form of a benediction or a blessing to you uh, this prayer. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on our souls. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, you come and call each one of us. You call us in a sense of our vocation. You call us by your voice, and that your voice would be our voice. And we cry out to you, Lord, oh, Lord, save us. Save us from the storms and the difficulties and the challenges, not only from that, but also, Lord, save us sometimes from ourselves. And Lord, we pray 
that we would get out of our boats and that get out of our boats into the invitation of your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Thank you for your mercy and your grace upon us. Jesus, we love you. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you, gang. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.